Hello, and welcome back to the Orology Podcast. In this episode, we have a very special guest, former executive recruiter and current business coach and career advisor, Mary Margaret Skelly, shares how she transitioned from working up the corporate ladder to inspiring, driven, conscious women to gain the clarity, energy, and creativity to do the work they are meant to do. Yeah, you're in for a good one. On today's episode, we will talk about tips on how to find harmony without having to quit your day job today, the benefits of community and kundalini yoga, how to work without burning out, how she stays motivated as an entrepreneur, and much more. Once again, I'm Lysandra Vasquez, the owner of Orology, which is a pop-up-based aura photo and video studio that focuses on providing our community with empowering and accurate information with the hope that each person will leave with a better understanding of their aura and how it relates to the world. And then without further ado, let's get to Mary Margaret Skelly. Hello, Mary Margaret. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Like you said, my name is Mary Margaret, and I am a career advisor and business coach for women. Um, And really, my whole mission is around inspiring driven, conscious women to do the work they're meant to do. And um, right now that looks like one-on-one sessions with women, helping them expand their businesses and look at their careers differently so things can feel a little bit more expansive and creative and enjoyable. Awesome. That's, that's actually something that I've been thinking about a lot lately because people, um, especially in, even when you like your work, you might need to have shift your energy around it and might need some guidance too when you like what you do. Yeah. These things are not static. It's not like you find the right work and then you live (laughs) happily ever after. Um, You know, you, you always want to make sure you're in what kind of legendary executive coach Gay Hendricks calls your zone of genius, meaning you're challenging yourself and you're helping people and you're serving others and we're always evolving. So that's, that's always going to change. That's hot. That is very, very true. Um, So, since we are here to talk about the aura and all things energy, what would you, how would you describe the aura? What is your definition of that? My understanding is that it's an energy field and not all of us are subtle enough or sort of sensitive enough to see them, mm-hmm. but I think we might be evolving to the point where we can. But for now, it's something that shows up through special photography but it's basically, it's our energy field and it's expressed through colors and that's aligned to different states of our energy and things that we're focused on and it changes from person to person and from day to day. Although, okay, and that's, and you, I mean, we can also sense it, which yeah. is the, which is the, which is the best part of, which is where I feel like we can all really benefit from just like being aware yes. of the energy field and I mean, we don't have, like, proof of how you were, like, years upon years ago, like, when you were in New York. Right. Like, I would just, so like, interesting I would be see. really interested to take a time machine and yes. be, like, with Mary Margaret, because Mary Margaret used to live in New York. I did. And so we did, we did an aura photo of you at Rama of, like, a, probably about a year and a half ago, maybe, mm-hmm. and I will put all of these up um, on the Instagram, but her first one is purely, like, pink and magenta a little bit of magenta but it's like mostly pink and at that time you had 
just met your boyfriend. Yeah, we've boyfriend. been dating for yeah. about six months or so. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting is I was on a bit of a sabbatical from work. So uh, in my mind, I, you know, I was really sort of focused on our relationship and our future. So when I saw that aura, I was like, oh, okay. I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm just focused on, you know, this part of my life right now. That's how, I mean, honestly, when I, when, when we took this photo, I was like, yes, I was like, yeah. that's absolutely right. Because even before I took this, I had, because I had been around you for a while in, in, even in just in pro the proximity of you, I, I, I felt a difference in you. Yes. Just the, this, like the softening of your heart. Yeah. Which is, which was reflected here, which is, which for me was really beautiful and validating. It's one of my favorite aura photos. I agree. And then we did a session for you today where you showed up still in the pinks and and magentas, which is magenta is your independence. It's your nonconformity. It's your big heart and your sense of humor and your creativity. But that mixed with your grace and your romance and your flip, like that um, that ability to give and receive with that open hearted softness. It's still all blended in there, which is okay. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also have a ton of white that shows up. When you when you look at your animation and then even in here, um, you have a lot of white and turquoise that shows up for you. And the white is your um, your desire to be in your in alignment with spirit or just with your truth. Yeah. And the turquoise energy that's coming in on your on your masculine side and what you're bringing to the world is the teacher speaker healer energy which is something that you've definitely stepped into yes. in a in a in a really like soft yet powerful way um it's not being uh the way that i describe the the turquoise is the ted talk vibe cool. <laughs> where you can become comfortable in your in your uh, in your power without having to like oh you'll be like uh throw a tantrum yeah about it yeah, and ask, and demand power and then you have this like in the photograph here you have a green orb around your face whenever i see a very distinct color that is surrounded by white that's usually um it's usually a message for, that's how spirit shows itself to me so it's either that you have a loving um uh, Green is nurturing, uh, unconditional love. So it's either just like a reminder from your guides that you have unconditional love around you, or it is a guide, just like saying what's up. That's good news because it looks a little wicked witch of the west. <laughs> <laughs> Only because it's on the face. <laughs> she's 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 giving some major alpha vibes, yes. but it's it's still it's still good. Um, so can you like we were touching on earlier when you were can you explain what your life was like when you were in New York and when you were working up the corporate ladder? Yeah, well, I'll say that I actually it would like we were talking about it'd be so interesting to see my aura back then but <laughs> today when we took this photo I was a little surprised because I've been in business mode helping other women yeah. build their businesses building my own business in a really focused way so I expected a lot of red yeah like a lot of that root chakra energy um but but yeah I mean that was sort of you talked about how auras you can sort of sense them and that is how I sense it might have been back in those days I mean there's so much energy in New York. It was so just magical. Everyone should live in New York for a year or two, I think. And it'll feel like a decade because it's so intense. But <laughs> um, 
Yeah, my, my life was very work-focused. I learned so much. I, I think you learn uh, in an accelerated way if you work for a, um, any company there. The standards of excellence are so high. Mm-hmm. The professionalism is so um, high. And so it's, you really learn a lot in a short amount of time. And how did you come to California or Kundalini Yoga? Which happened first? What happened for the chicken or the egg? Or mm-hmm. how, did you, how did you leave? I've lived all over the place. So I grew up in Phoenix. I went to school in the Midwest, and then I went to Chicago. Um, and I worked for a firm there, and they had an opening in New York, so I, I moved with them to New York. I was there for a couple years. And then I was recruited to a firm in San Francisco. I lived there for a while. Um, got San Francisco sick. also has that energy. It, similar, yes, similar, New York, like similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I, I had to go move home for a while. So I was back in Phoenix. Long story short, I, I, when I tell people this, they're like, how old are you? Cause somehow you've lived for a decade in all of these cities. But, um, I, I found Kundalini yoga, uh, found Guru Jagat and moved to Los Angeles to study Kundalini yoga essentially. And yeah. I've been here ever since. Wow. What a journey. Quite the journey. <laughs> yes, I know good moving companies. I've <laughs> done that so oh, many times. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So along the along these lines, when you moved to California, were you still working in corporate America? Yes. I was working for a boutique firm that was based in Scottsdale, Arizona that was really progressive in that they were a startup. It was 10 people. They were really trying to work in a more purposeful way. Um, but I was doing the same work. And so the company was um, incredible, and I'm, I'm still a big fan of them. Um, but it was the same work that, that wasn't necessarily aligned to what I wanted to do. Yeah. Is that more along the lines of when you decided that you wanted to help women be happier in the workplace or did you have like a major aha moment? I had a couple of false starts in which are all part of the process in which I always tell the people I work with, you know, that's just your badge of honor as an entrepreneur. But I didn't know how things were going to coalesce. I had this interest in health and wellness. I knew that I loved studying Kundalini Yoga, which is so much more, as you know, than just an exercise. It's it's a lineage of thousands of years of teaching on how to yeah, live a human I life. I forget that it's exercise. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's lifestyle teaching. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know how that was going to coalesce with my work as an executive recruiter and having this professional experience. I did an immersion at Rama Institute called Parliament of Victory, mm-hmm. which was a small group business course. We had to sit around and talk about what we were working on. I gave this really lackluster presentation about some of the coaching work I was doing um, for executives in Silicon Valley. <laughs> and um, one of the women there, um, an incredible poet, um, had some really good advice for me. She's like, look, you're not fired up about this. Why don't you just, why don't you just work with women as a way to kind of narrow this down and work with a a sector of the population that you're kind of connected with? I mean, it's always, it's never perfect. Like that's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's overgeneralizing to say, I just want to work with women, but it was one way to narrow down. Like I want to work with people who are interested in creating new ways to work. Yeah. And I think as women we're we're motivated out of necessity, really. Absolutely. And I feel, uh, do you feel like being in a community like an immense grace community and being in that, um, also adds to the fact that you see all these powerful, like these women evolve. I mean, I know that that's been 
really inspirational as a participant and observer of all, all like my peers over the over the years. I've seen so many people s- develop, yes. go from who they were when they walked in the door to like people have businesses or now families or this and that. It's been really wonderful to. You're exactly right. And, you know, Immense Grace, which is a women's program through Rama Institute, founded by Guru Jagat, is the single most important thing I've ever done in my life. And for some of the reasons you outlined, which is now that, you know, we've been around that world for several years, we've seen women come in and, you know, really sort of lost in some ways. uh, And then very quickly through their practice, through the support of a women's community, which is so critical. Um, they, they, they figure it out and start to move in the right direction really fast. Do you feel like uh, the, especially like with the camps, there's something for me about the structure and the the schedule, the rigor of yes. it, um, that also helps get you out of your stuff for a full well weekend. Said. Yeah, yeah. So which a lot of people is... don't get a ch- don't give themselves that opportunity. Totally. Or some people try to do like some kind of camp or some group. You know, I've tried that. I tried to join a charitable organization in San Francisco that was like really well known. And it was just the total wrong group for me. Mm-hmm. So I do think people, you know, like if you go to the wrong camp and you're stuck there, <laughs> that could be a nightmare. Like it's four days That's in the true. woods. Like, That's true. You're like, I am not meant to be here. So <laughs> I think people get scared of like what could go wrong. But but try those things out. I mean, the camps that we go to, yeah, they're so, they accelerate you so much. Yeah. And like, it's not for, it, that kind of rigor isn't for, isn't what right. everybody needs at the, at the time. Sometimes right. people need a little bit more space because mm-hmm. you don't get space to, uh, you kind of process when you get home. That's true. Uh, in that environment, I've gone to, I've done, I've done all the kind I've done all the retreats. You've done all the camps. I've done all the retreats. <laughs> but like, I've gone to somewhere they do give you like, okay, you have two hours to rest. And like. After I've been conditioned with like the the camp graces, I'm just like two hours to to rest. Yeah. What do I? Yeah. What what is rest? What is what is that? (laughs) Um, So, what would be like now that you have been working with? uh, Because one of the things that has come out of like being in the men's grace and stuff like that for me has been really a new level of focus as to what my purpose is. Yes. And what the work. I've always known that I wanted to talk about spirit and express myself with through my art being photography. How do you put them together mm-hmm. in a way that's not going to freak people out <laughs> or make people be like, I don't understand this. And so that's my question is, is like, what's like, um, what's one tip that you could give to people that aren't that aren't like that aren't necessarily happy with their job or like don't have that kind of clarity and like if it's not what their job like what their heart desires like what is like a way that they can start to the process if they don't have like a yeah an opportunity like to go to a community yes well I have three things the first is what we were just talking about which is women's community is so important mm-hmm. because you start to see examples of like what even could this look like or I even mean, men's, com- I mean, men's, and men's community I mean community. men's community yes, too yes like definitely John, uh, John Wineland has a really powerful men's group that I'm I've personally seen people succeed with definitely uh, 
And, like, you know, we're beyond gender. So any, yeah. like, let's call it yeah. any kind of community where you can be yourself Absolutely. and so forth. Yeah. Um, but you start to see examples. Like, what could this even look like? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're in a career track, like you're an attorney, you see the career track of a traditional attorney, but mm-hmm. you don't see many examples of how that could evolve into something that's more unique or, you know, more aligned to what you, you want. So, I mean, I've seen you, you know, you're a very successful photographer, an in-demand photographer, mm-hmm. and you have this... Um, I don't know the exact journey, but from yeah. where I see it, you know, now you take these aura photos that are so inspiring to people and people are, it, it gives people a glimpse into like, oh, there's something more there. There's really an energy mm-hmm. here. That's something more, but you, you know, you're a serious businesswoman as well. And so you've merged these things mm-hmm. in such a way that's touched so many people. And I've seen many examples of that as well, but I think it, it is important to get in community with people who are interested in evolving the same way that you are. So you can spark some ideas. I think the second thing is you've really got to not be afraid to spend some time alone. Ooh, yeah. And um, people don't want to do that when they're, they're really kind of far off of, you know, what, what, what might be a good life for them because it can be really uncomfortable. And, you know, it may mean like partying a little bit less. I'm not telling you you have to stop. I'm just saying if you're <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on in your life, take a weekend off because you're really going to be able to sit with yourself and, and things are going to start to come in. Like, l- leave a little space for some inspiration to hit. Um, and then the third, which I know has been so useful for both of us, is meditation. Mm-hmm. And we like kundalini yoga because it gets the physical body going too. But meditation is helpful because it makes you more aware. You start to realize, like, I don't like this situation, but this situation lit me up. Or I actually don't hate my job. I just hate when I have to go to this meeting. And maybe I don't have to go to that meeting anymore. Or... I have an interpersonal problem with my boss, but if I shift it or if I work for somebody else, you just start to become aware. So you don't just feel terrible all the time. You start to see patterns and then you can fix them. That's great. Thank you. Um, I've thought about you a lot this, uh, this December and because I was dry, I, you know, when I did my big drive to the East coast and, and basically like Every single weekend, I had an event in different spots in either in Georgia or, yeah, mostly in Georgia. And I I was just all doing everything around there. And I was just, like, thinking about, like, I was so burnt out. Yeah. But even though I love doing what I do, like, I'm just, like, I love meeting people and I love doing all the things. And, like, it's exactly as I designed it. So, princess problems... But I was burnt yeah. out. And yeah. I was just like, I'm like, I'm like, I know who to talk to about this. Yeah. And it's Mary Margaret. Because like, what do you do when you how how could one avoid burning out other I mean, I guess I mean, if I was maintaining my practice during yeah, that time, yeah, yeah. You know, that's I would tell you. Yeah, he, 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 he. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, some. But sometimes it's hard. It is, when, especially when you're um, when you're around the clock. Yes. Uh, on out of like, I'm traveling for a month and a half, and I know that's not the case for everybody else. But sometimes we're on deadlines. Yes. We're on. We have like two weeks or so if we're moving that's pretty overwhelming and inundating or there's a sick family member someone dies like when we can't remember to do our regular practice during those times is there anything that you lean on during a time where you're like oh I'm out of like I've (laughs) I've yeah I'm a little out of whack yeah 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 
Well, I do, I, I think you said it right, which is that all of us are going to be up against that burnout because mm -hmm. of the sheer amount of demands on us at this time. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, we're such fans of Kundalini Yoga because it's like an upgrade to your operating system. Like, okay, the pressure is not going to go away. So we need to strengthen our nervous systems and our mental and physical capacities to handle things. And then it's like, it's realistic. Like, all right. I'd love to get in my two and a half hours of Kundalini yoga practice at 4 a.m. every Same. morning. But like if I get in three minutes, you know, this is going to be a good day. So I think moments like that when you're really up against it and look, my whole purpose is about like maybe we can get fewer people to that burnout point. Mm -hmm. But it's going to, you know, it's it's going to happen for a lot of us. And so I think two things. I think one is like having a North Star is so useful. Like what is mm -hmm. my ultimate mission? Mm -hmm. Like maybe your ultimate mission is and this is getting a little sophisticated, but maybe your ultimate mission is like to come and leave it all out on the dance floor. And like, you know, and, and it's like your body is meant to be used up. So, you know, like there right. are some people who it's like, I'm just going to go hard because I've got a big thing to do. And, you know, I know I'm going to come back around. Like that's the extreme. Yeah. But you could also say, what is my mission? Is it to make a certain amount of money? Which no problem. And then once you make that amount, it's like, can you let yourself relax? Like you've made enough money. It's okay. Like, because the, especially when someone like you, like people are knocking down your door, you have so many opportunities. Yeah. So it's like, where do I cap this? Like, I don't, just because the opportunity is in front of me, like what, is it aligned with my overall mission or purpose? Um, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, and then the rest is like, it's triage. Like, all right, I'm really burnt out. Like what is the bare minimum I can do to keep my life moving in the right direction while I, you know, take a couple days and watch Netflix. Yeah. I feel like for, especially for me in December, I had like, obviously the, the, the work. And then I had some stuff in my personal life that was causing yeah. like a lot of stress. So when the two met, I was just done for, I yeah. got sick. Yeah. I mean, I, and, you know, on the road, I wasn't necessarily feeding myself the way that I would. Right. A lot of Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of oatmeal. Um, you know, it's like, it's, I, and, but the lesson that I'm taking from that as well is like, next time, if I do, if I do that drive again, I have to take much more different, like I have to take a lot more different precautions. Well, I have a thought for you yeah. too. Which is that you need some help. Oh, because I know. you like the bigger you get, the bigger your stature, <laughs> oh, the I more know. help you need. Yeah, you gotta yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's you yeah. gotta be able to like you have to have access to healthy food and then like yeah. you know, you gotta get a massage every once in a while, which I know sounds so indulgent, but you are like you're expanding to the next level of your business where you need some help. Yeah. We uh, every time I'm in Atlanta I go to Jeju spa. I should have told you to go there. Oh, with Kelly. Told me to go. oh it's a Korean spa, it's I really great. Oh, Kelly and I go there every go time. There. It's, yeah, you yeah. gotta go to the Korean spot here, oh. my friend. Oh yeah, no, I I do. <laughs> okay, no, but I it, you you do, and I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I do need to start to yeah at, ask for help, and I feel like that I feel that in a big way for for yeah. this year, um, especially just the if you sometimes because not asking for help that inhibits your growth. Totally. And, well, it's hard to invest in health in help yeah. because yeah. you're like, well. I'm going to lose this money, yeah. but it really, it's like, it's leverage. It's an, it total, it's an investment that pays off exponentially. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I've definitely am a big fan of is setting very small, like achievable goals yeah. when you're, when you're working towards a goal. And I know that we've talked about like Kundalini and, 
and just things like that. But um, since you have, since you, with your work and living situation, it's very unique at this moment in time. Yes. With you splitting your time between Los Angeles and Cayman. Yes. And then just kind of like bouncing around. How do you stay motivated? Yeah. I think, first of all, that's where the awareness comes in to know that I need a little bit of that excitement. I mean, I moved... I lived in five cities in 10 years. So clearly I need a little bit of, clearly. yeah, I need a little bit of excitement. So I do the travel back and forth and, um, it is motivating to me. And I will say because of my line of work and just how much I love it, I get energy from it. And I mean, still, even though I get you get energy from your work, but there's an upper limit. I understand. Yeah. But I, I am at the point right now where I, my calendar is not so full that I don't have, um, downtime, which is, will probably be interesting for me to say like, okay, how I can expand, but like what are going to be the costs and where can I get that help and that leverage so that I can maintain this because yeah. right now I can show up in an amazing way for my clients and then after the call I'm so energized. Um, but but practically speaking, I will say like I eat like a champion. I really do. I have <laughs> yeah. to. That's like my one, that's my one thing. I mean, yeah. I'm, I can be a fair weather meditator at times. Like I, I do my best. I stumble through something every day, but I eat really well, and that's that's kind of my non-negotiable. That's your superpower. Yeah. Because what you put into your body, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I've, I did, uh, with one of my friends who I had on the, I had two episodes ago on the podcast, uh, Lindsay LaCroix, she did my uh, epigenetics. Oh, interesting. And it's really, it's really interesting to take a look and see, like, how your genetics react to certain things especially dietary wise and seeing how um and so I've been making some changes to my diet and I'm like oh that's what it's supposed to feel like when I'm not foggy it's kind of amazing super fun yes (laughs) so just like completely cut out like any any like any gluten and I've like the my productivity level honestly has gone up a lot even though I thought I was productive before yeah so and I've also cut out caffeine because I did notice that the it just exacerbated my anxiety so delicious. Oh, I know, and you need it sometimes. But and I feel like it's it was just temporary. Me uh, during my essentially like coming back from um, coming back from the East Coast, my anxiety was real high. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just I didn't go home for Christmas because I had to honor myself, and yeah. I was like, I can't move. Yeah. I know y'all want me to fly home, and that's different than driving, but I'm like, I can't move. I have to honor myself. Well, that's a power move, too, and to be like, look, I could kill myself to get home, but that's not going to serve anyone. Yeah. And that's, you took care of yourself. Yeah. I believe you on the caffeine, 100%. Yeah, I, I was you. like, oh, I would even have a cup of coffee, and I was like, oh, I would just like, yeah. I would I would get jittery. Yeah. And so this be awareness of your energy and be like, okay, yes. this morning I had some ca- uh, I had a little bit of coffee and I'm fine. Yeah. But like when I was in that, like when my energy was already kind of, I probably my adrenals were really shot. Yes. I was just like, I, one more ounce of that energy and that was yep. just like toast. Pushes you over the edge. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say that I'm, that I'm someone that would be interested, that, that is your, that would be interested in working with you. Can mm-hmm. you walk through the process with me of like, okay, I, I want some clarity on my career and yeah. what direction I want to take. How would I work with you? Mm-hmm. 
So people come to me from the, I call it the entire corporate to artist spectrum, which I really (laughs) love. And I haven't narrowed it down on purpose because I think I have some inspiration to give to both of those sides, whether it's somebody who's in a totally corporate role and either wants to get promoted or to bring some kind of spirituality to the place or just to feel less burnt out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on the other side, there are amazing artists or healers who really just need some assistance with the business side of things. Like I do this amazing thing, but I can't seem to get into a regular flow of business or I don't know if I'm charging enough or marketing myself in the right way. And the common theme, and this is why I can help across industries. I mean, the client is always the expert in her industry. And my premise is that she always knows what she needs to do, (laughs) but there's a lot of, of programming and just noise that, covers that up and it's hard to listen to that voice that's telling you what to do. But the common theme, especially right now, is just the importance of becoming more visible and more confident. And because, you know, if you've got some kind of spiritual inclination, I mean, not always, but but typically you you are, you've taken a look around at the world and you've said, there is a lot that could be better. Like there is just a lot that could be changed and this human experience could be so much more fun and, and enjoyable for all. And so we need women and people who think that way to be more visible. Um, that's a lot of the work that I do is, and, and because there's such a broad spectrum, every session is different, but it's really as straightforward as telling me, laying it all on me, basically what's the situation and, um, you know, there's a lot that happens in between the sessions as well. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of amazing how, like, we, we have a session, we meet again in two weeks, maybe we meet for a five or six month period. And um, the, the, the simple act almost of articulating this to, like, an objective outside party like me, yeah. who's going to simplify and clarify things, it, it happens really fast. And my observation is that by the time you go to somebody for assistance or guidance or accountability, um, you're so ready. You just, you almost need permission and like a mirror. And I have a track record now of women who um, accelerate very quickly in the direction of work that is much more fulfilling. And I will also say, we keep it to work. We talk about career, but the the ancillary benefits are kind of amazing because yeah. when you fix or when you when you put energy toward improving one aspect of your life, yeah. the other things fall into place. You know, people's health issues quiet down, and I don't make any of those promises, and we don't talk about those things. But I think it's fascinating to see how the rest of your life improves. Yeah, and what about for somebody that um, that either is un. I have a lot of people that that I work with through this aura business that are moms yes. and that don't necessarily consider themselves to be um, in a corporate or even a jo- like or even really like have what we would consider a job for them to switch things into. Would you work with somebody in that kind of a situation where they have a couple little kids and they have this much time? Would that be something that you would work with? In terms of they want to get something out into the world? Yeah. Yeah, yeah if they have, like, something that they've been working on, like, whether it be photography or, like, they make something. Yes. Um, jewelry or a pro- some sort of a product that they've just been kind of haphazardly yes. working towards. 
definitely, and I actually love working with moms because they have so little time. We actually have to get so focused. And I think those parameters that they have actually help us, help them to discover what all of us need to discover, which is that it is totally about focus. We, we don't have any more hours in the day. Americans work around the clock. Yeah. And so, and we've, we've all tried the time management thing. And it's really about energy management. It's about throwing out everything that doesn't matter outsourcing every possible thing that you can that makes sense but you know we all have our you know with your resources and whatever whatever your goals are um but just minimizing the things that don't matter and then Mm. honing in like if a mom has an hour a day the amount that you can get done if you are clear on what you want if you're clear on your mission you're clear on your goals um and you know meditation and yoga is going to help you facilitate the agility to switch back and forth and be able to like turn it off turn it on um, which is I, the whole game, I, I think. And so moms almost have a superpower. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because they have to be like, I got an hour. Yeah. Baby's going to yeah. nap for like an hour maybe, and I got to do this, this, and this. Well, I think you and I share a common, um, I don't know her in person, but like, you know, online mentor in Jenna Kutcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this really... We love a Jenna it, Kutcher. I just yeah. discovered her. I'm very inspired by her, but she became... She has a podcast, and she has talked about becoming a mom in the last year, and she was like, I'm going to basically take this year off. I'm going to automate everything leading up to yeah. the baby's birth, which she did, and she has a team. I mean, she's at that point. Yeah. But she's like, I backed off, and the business you Grew know, exploded. Grew more, yeah. Um, because she got really focused, and she hired that help. And she had, I feel like also, once you put that system together to work for you, it's almost like her taking a little bit of a step back also probably allowed the the people that were in those roles to shine. But we're very resistant to letting go and putting oh. those systems in oh. until we're forced to. Oh, we don't I'm wanna, you, crazy you control freak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, 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 no. You can't. So, no, if you ask Isabel that works with me, she's like, she's like, she's like I'm going to let you load the car because you know how to do it right. I'm like, it's a... But also, to defend myself, there is... Yes. There is a method to um, the madness in the sense that, like, when you do something and it's repetitive and you can do... Because I've been reading a lot of stuff about habit building. Mm -hmm. I've just recently read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I recommend it. I recommend it. It I think it just came out. But one of the things that he has you do is um, two-minute... Uh, like start one of the th- the the book is has a lot to it, but one of the things when you're starting to develop a new habit is starting to do two minute tasks. Interesting. Uh, so even if it's like um, even if your goal is to go to the gym more, mm-hmm. even the act of like when you come home, you just put your tennis shoes on. Yeah, it just takes two minutes. Even if that's it, if you don't go to the gym, like over time, every if you keep doing that, then eventually you're gonna be like, all right, well let me. Let me put, let me do another two minutes, which is just like put the workout clothes on and then maybe go for a walk around the block. Um, And for me, since one of my goals is I want to, I want to actually like really have a sadhana practice. Yeah. Like every day before I go to bed on my bedroom floor, I put my sheepskin and my pillow on the floor. And even when I don't get up to do it, the act, I'm 10 times more likely to get up and do the sadhana if the stuff is already set up. So that's one of the things, and I've also been putting, like, my, um, when I make my bed in the morning is one of the things he suggests, too, is to um, put a book on your pillow, so then when you go to bed at night instead of, because I'm, I'm, I am, um, 
ashamed to say this, but I would I, I would go to bed and just like watch like a show on my iPad yeah. and then like go and then go to bed uh from from that but now I'm like no I want to like read something that's gonna like lead me somewhere good yes (laughs) for the for the evening so I've been putting a book on my pillow every time I make my bed and I've been reading more that's so Um, cool so like just little tiny things like that for me I feel have made a big difference um but you only know that if you if you're clear on what you want yeah, but it, and it takes, you gotta try a few things. You got you do have to try a few so, things, and yeah. And then that's discouraging. It's like dating. You're like, you gotta kind of be <laughs> impersonal about it. You know, it's like, all right, I went to this class, or I tried this book, or whatever, and I, I tried to do something different. And I, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I hear that from a lot of people, yeah. which is understandable. And and that, a lot of that, you know, we could, we, you and I could talk about this for hours, but a lot of that is like the numbness that comes from really just kind of trying to achieve your entire life and get good grades, you yeah. you get numbed out to what you actually want to do. So there is a, a thawing out period. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the the small steps. This business coach, I really look up to Martha Beck. She's a Harvard PhD and, and just a pioneer no business deal. coach. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> but she couldn't write her goddamn thesis when she, was, when she was in her PhD program. It was like looming over her for a year. Yeah. And she just could not do it. She was like, you know what? I'm going to write one sentence a day. Okay. So she would write a sentence. Some days she'd sit there for 10 minutes. Sometimes it would just be the one sentence. Sometimes she'd get inspired to do it in two hours. Yeah. But she got the thing done. It took her another year, but she but it never would have happened they, if she, she not, hadn't done so at I least love one. the baby steps. Yeah. What's it? I think uh, I've also read that Jerry Seinfeld will just to not, he writes a joke a day. It doesn't have oh, to be funny. good. It just has to be a joke a day. And he doesn't like, he doesn't want to break the streak of him constantly making jokes. See, Joan uh, Didion says that about writing. Yeah. She's like, if I go a day without writing, then it's like pushing a boulder uphill the next day. Yeah. You've got to just do it. And that's what I tell the, the women who run a small business is like, you've got to wrap your energy around this business every single day. Even if it's just an Instagram post, like yeah. you've got to put energy around this Even thing. Even if it's like putting together a graphic or yes. like it could be, or it could be putting like, um, you're not here, so you can't see what I'm looking at. But I've got <laughs> post-its on my wall that uh, it's a that, very a beautiful mind. Kind yeah, of vibes. but I do that even if it's just like oh, if if that's the only thing I accomplish uh, on yes. a busy day when I'm not working on the business, if I just like take a post-it and put it on the wall or something as a reminder of yeah. the things that I need to do, that feels like pro- like that's energy towards the thing that you're trying to bring to life because energy begets energy you can't let it collect dust or Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's gonna die out you've got to keep feeding the thing what's the one thing that you want for the people that work with you like what's your wish for your clients i want people to see their beauty and their radiance when they come and see me so what's the what is like your wish and your hope for the people that come and work with you that is such a good question I, I want women to be happy and lighter, and I think that we all want to be productive and creative, and so the answer is not, um, when can I retire or move <laughs> to a, you know, a desert island? The, the true happiness comes from creating and being multidimensional. I want women to know that you can be a million things. You're not weird because you don't have just one passion and you love doing a million things. That is what makes you a multidimensional 
evolving human. And so you can do all those things and they might not coalesce neatly in one little package that that's, you know, what you do in the world, but you can find enjoyment in all of the work that you have to do. Done. Yeah. Done. There we go. Thank you so much. Thank you and so much. And where can Samantha. people find you? Uh, consider subscribing to my newsletter. I um, it's good. I update people on a few things, but thank you. I also um, share what is called the Archetypal Woman series, where I profile one of said multidimensional women doing a different cool thing. So let those women inspire you. That comes out once a week. You can subscribe on my website at marymargaretskelly.com, and you can find me on Instagram also at marymargaretskelly. All of those are in the notes and. Yeah. And just, I know that people think that they don't like to subscribe to newsletters, but this one's actually good. Thank you. You give actual, you give really good value. Thank you. Uh, with the topics that you observe each week. I so, appreciate that. There you go. Thank so, you so, so much. Thank you so much for that newsletter. Thank you so much, Mayor Margaret. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Orology Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Mary Margaret is a wonderful resource, so I really hope that you look her up. And if you want to find us on the internet, you can locate us on Instagram at underscore orology underscore. That's where you can find our latest details on where we will be in our pop-ups. If not, you can just go to our website, www.orology.net. And you can also find us on TikTok. Yes, we're the grown-ups on TikTok at Orology. <laughs> we'll see you then. <laughs>